0: What style is that? Don't think, don't think. You are now listening to the Bishop Prongful. Bishop Prongful. You must learn. Try, 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 try with me. It's my own secret technique. Once upon a time in the projects, yo, I damn near had to wreck, oh, yeah, what's up? You are listening to FarsideTV.com. You are locked into to Side Life Radio. I'm your host, Adisa the Bishop, a.k.a. the Black Dragon of the West Side, a.k.a. Zato Ichi, a.k.a. the South Bay Shogun, a.k.a. the Iron Hook. Assassin, assassin, assassin. That's right, boys and girls, aka the Black Cortez Killer. Ain't nobody trilled me out here, boys and girls. Understand? Bishop Chronicles is the world's first, very first podcast, giving you West Coast perspectives on hip hop, MMA, and health and fitness trends recognize this nobody out there is lacing your cranium with this here vibranium like a decent a bishop that be me so you can be down now or you can bow down later but the west coast OG stay greater all right so thank you for tuning in today i really appreciate you if this is your first time listening look around look in the mirror and pay attention (laughs) this may not be the best thing about uh, a show enough is the west thing about uh, a show enough is the west thing about uh, it's show enough show enough show enough show enough show enough is the west thing yeah um so Real quick, as you know, I need you to subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or Mixcloud right now and leave a comment on Mixcloud. Leave a comment on iTunes like, yo, this fool's hella crazy. Does he need to be in the sanitarium? Or, you know what I'm saying, I really appreciate, you know what I mean, the wisdom and the health game that I'm getting from this OG from the West. You know, that's the kind of stuff I need you to post. Um... Yeah, man. So, how are you living? Everything good? You know what I'm saying? I hope you're having a blessed week. I hope you're having a blessed day. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm having a good time. You know, uh, just getting past these fires. They turned the lights out. You know here where it was. You know, felt a little. Um, I don't know. Uh, walking deadish in the in the areas where the blackouts were. Shout out to all the fire. Folks and EMTs and police officers that helped the victims of the fires um, and their families, you know what I'm saying? Um, And and the families of all the first responders, you know, much respect, much real respect. Um, This has been a trying time for the state, trying, trying for the Bay, especially. Um, And... I don't think it's over. I think we're going to be dealing with a lot more fires. I think we're going to be dealing with a lot more drama, a lot more blackouts. And, you know, there's two ways you can look at it. You can either come in and say, you know what? This sucks. I hate PG&E. And I do, right? But the other part of it is, you know, how am I going to learn to live with less? And um, I hate to always throw stoic philosophy into stuff. But quite honestly, uh, working to be... A present and practicing stoic, I started um, doing a stoic practice, which helped me unknowingly prepare for this event. And so what that consists of really, and I'm kind of blanking, if you go on YouTube, there's a guy called The Realized Man. And he breaks down some cool stuff on there. He's got short videos. These are like five-minute, six six-minute videos that about Stoic concepts. And one of them, and I, you got to forgive me right now for blanking on the actual term. I know all my, my fellow Stoics will be like, why didn't you say it right? Uh, I'm just blanking on it right now. But it's called um, Self... Oh, man. Self-hardships or something like that, okay? And like the whole idea is like if you get up in the morning before you go out, right, you will um, – if you go out, you will wear less of a jacket, right, like less warm clothes. You will eat food that doesn't have sauce on it. So sometimes I'll eat salad dressing without any dressing on it. I'll just eat the salad. Sometimes when I go out and like recently in the morning, I'll wear less clothing so that I endure the cold, right? So that I feel the wind a little bit more. Um, Instead of laying in your bed, you will sleep on the floor with like, one blanket instead of the normal electric blanket on high and you know what I'm saying? And what it does is it makes you have more empathy for people who have less than you. And if you live in the bay, you see homeless people all the time. It keeps your heart open. Right. And uh it also um helps you learn that you can endure more than you think you can. So when these fires hit and I had to walk around and pitch blackness, right? Um it didn't bother me and I wasn't scared. Like, hey, I'ma tell y'all, but I I used to be scared of the dark, bruh. For real scared, grown ass man scared. Um, and uh I used stoicism to kind of overcome that. So I was walking in pitch black hills, not tripping. Um completely on some walking dead type stuff, you know what I mean? Um and so we need to be thinking. Individually and collectively, like how are we going to keep water? How are we going to start fires? How are we going to, you know what I mean? And I don't mean start fires like the ones they got. Fool! I'm talking about like what if you need to cook something to eat, right? Like what if you need it for actual warmth, right? Um, you know. And so yeah, all good. I'm uh, I'm I'm hoping and praying that the state will will get better, but I have a feeling. This winter is going to be uglier than we think, and I have a real feeling that our summer is going to be really sad. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And um, even though I don't really like to get into uh, politics and stuff too much anymore, I really hope that um, our governor holds their feet to the proverbial fire to make these uh, CEOs pay. No matter what that means, whether it means fines, jail times, or a mix of both, I'm at peace with it because what's happened to the citizens of California uh, through PG&E, under PG&E, unacceptable. Um, all right, so we're out. Now we're going to jump into heartbeat props. Um, heartbeat props are where we give props to people who have done good by us now. And so we're not the kind of people who are going to sit around and be like, oh, you know, I got I got love for so-and-so after he dies and you wearing the T-shirt right now pick up your phone, call three people, give them five minutes and let them know why you appreciate them. You know? So, uh, the first, uh, person to get heartbeat props is going to be my coworker, Tom. Um, he saw me looking stressed out the other day and he came and he's like, Hey man, you good? And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm good. You know, I was really actually just, um, (laughs) contemplating something. I wasn't in a bad state, but he was just checking in and you know what? That's how You help your coworkers and your friends get through for real. Sometimes the strongest person on your squad is just someone who hasn't had a moment to tell you what's really going on in their life. So check in, see how they're feeling physically and emotionally. It matters. Uh, So Tom, I appreciate you for that. Uh, My other coworker, Joe, hit me up uh, with some PDF books on stoicism that are savage. Savage. You know what I'm saying? So hella juiced about that. Um, And so thank you, Joe, for the connect game. You know what I'm saying? Um, And then I'm going to give a shout out to my man, Ralston Gracie. Like, I literally just went on a hike with Ralston. Me and Ralston have been talking about hooking up and going out for a hike for months. Um, And he hit me up. I was like, yo, man, I know it's short notice, but if you're free, I'm free. You want to go on a hike? I was like, yeah. He came by about an hour and a half later and we went on a hike on this trail and uh, beautiful, beautiful stuff. You can see one of the pics up in the mountains from uh, on my IG at Real Hip Hop Chess, at Real Hip Hop Chess. You can check it out. And uh, yeah, dopeness. Uh, it, was, it was fresh, you know, and we just talked, you know, about life, about food, about what we're putting in our bodies, about what we're not. How is intermittent fasting working? Um, you know, what do we do, uh, you know, about eating stuff like Beyond Meat or is it bad for you and stuff like that? And bro, like just a hell of conversation. I need to just bring it back on the show. Uh, but Ralston, man, thank you for uh, getting me out of the house today and, and a great hike and fantastic conversation. I hell appreciate you. West Coast word of the week, easy, peasy, lemon, and squeezy. The West Coast word of the week, Shark City, Shark City, all right? What's up, blood? Where the party at? Party's in Shark City. That means we're going to San Jose, San Jose Sharks, all right? San Jose Sharks, Shark City. Right? I'm trying to give you guys, you know what I'm saying? Remember how I talked about the town and the city, right? Now I'm giving you Shark City and I'm helping you get around. You know what I mean? You just got laced by an OG, And now it is time for another jujitsu haiku. By the way, I have new haikus coming up. I'm going to start doing chess haikus, and I got some stoic and philosophic haikus coming because I've been getting mad. I don't know if you peep. I've been posting some of my haikus on at Real Hip Hop Chess, and people are hitting back, and there's a lot of good back and forth, and people are posting other haikus, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, 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 that's what's up, you know what I mean? A haiku is a three-line poem. Of five syllables, the first line, seven syllables the second, and again five on the third. And so I've been doing these about jujitsu, but now I've just been writing a whole bunch of haikus on Sufism, on Stoic philosophy, on um jujitsu and you know, other things. So, in any case, here is the jujitsu haiku based off my training this week. Um And here we go. Mike, drop in the elements of nature and add whatever instrument you feel fits the moment now. Keep going forward. Beyond winning or losing, mindset matters most. Ooh, listen to that. What? Let's take that from the top player. Keep going forward beyond winning or losing. Mindset matters most. Understand when you're doing a haiku, it doesn't have to rhyme. So sometimes they do rhyme. Sometimes they don't when I when I drop them. This one doesn't. And now we're going to jump into the center of the shrubbery maze. And that is UFC 244, the BMF belt. Trump was in the building. Did you hear that horrible mix of, like, boos and cheers? Wow. Ain't that America? Um, He's getting booed a lot. I think people are tired of him. Again, not going to spend too much time on him. But I do want to talk about how I think his presence impacted the way that some people saw the fight and also the other way that people fought the fight. And I'll just really be honest, you know. um, If I was black... And I'm fighting in the UFC and Trump is there and I'm fighting someone that's not black, bro. I am not trying to be a black dude losing in front of Trump, bro. Because he's the type of person to like be like, and then didn't you see how that one loser, Derek Lewis, was choked out and incapacitated and was slapped? That's what should happen to him. Hooray! Right? Like, yo, no, bro. Derek Lewis was not having it. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that in just a little bit, but um, I think Trump made all of the fighters who who are not white like really try to fight hard and not go out seriously. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm just reading the crowd that I was with wrong. Maybe I'm reading my partners wrong that I was talking with. In fact, let me talk about my partners. Where was I? Where did I watch it, man? Look. I went and saw UFC 244 at the Seawolf Public House in Oakland on 4th and Webster on the edge of Jack London Square. Um, shout out to my Cage Against the Machine family. You've seen me on their podcast. Last week, you heard, I got a lot of great feedback from the Cage Against the Machine interview that I did with Brett Sweet, the Sweet MBA. And so I want to shout out the Sweet MBA, Deshaun Brain Damage. What up, player? And his lovely wife. Eric Arnold, what's up, dog? Thank you for coming through and hanging. Uh, Jason, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Frank, Zay, Ja, you know what I'm saying? And then W Kamal Bell walked up and kicked it. That was fresh. I'd never met him before. Um, and he was there, and we were all just marinating, watching the fights, and you know, it was cool, man. Uh, again. The sea wolf is popping. Hella dudes who roll and train jujitsu and other martial arts are there. So there's like Tenth Planet Oakland guys. There's you know what I'm saying I'm in the building. There's Sancho guys. There's Kyokushin guys. There's there's wrestlers. There's hella dudes there. And you know what? No drama. No under weirdness. Like it's just a good vibe. What up? 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 Everybody. At the Seawolf, man. Dope. So anyway, Trump was in there. Booze and cheers were abound. And I just knew that all the brothers on the card were going to go off because they didn't want to get knocked out in front of Trump. For real. I really believe that. Um, So, let's talk about Derek Lewis over Ivanov. Look, I like Derek. And I think that he's going to continue to be great. But I think his weakness is if you put him on his back and Ivanov showed that. However... If anybody knows how hard it is to get out of an Americana, which is a shoulder lock, Ivanov went for it. First of all, he put Derek Lewis on his back soundly, kept him pinned, and went for that Americana. Man, that fool Derek, bro, just stood up in the lock. What? Hey, man, that is like slave rebellion strength, bro. Slave rebellion. I'm not going, up. Ah, I just got up, ah, got up, that wasn't even a technique, bro, Haleo had never seen that, never seen it, bro, Carlos never seen that, bro, he just stood up in the lock, bro, <laughs> and the guy had to let go, that was crazy, all right, and then, um, Later, he got put in a second one that I actually thought his shoulder was gonna pop. But really, if you looked at his arm, it was bent. But then it looked like his wrist was bent too, right? Didn't it look like a wrist lock with an Americana? And then again, somehow we got out of it. But not only did he get out, he was able to use the arm. I thought he was gonna get popped up and peppered not being able to use the arm that was in, in the Americana. And man, we was wrong. He was swinging on that dude. Big pop, he was giving it to Ivanov. But Right. And then so, you know, I was outside and one of the dudes was like, oh, but, you know, Ivanov had him down and did more attacks. I was like, yeah, but this fool got out. I bet you the judges was like, yo, it's more amazing you got out the lock than the dude attempted it. You feel me? Um, so that was the Derek Lewis fight. Then Lee over Gillespie. Oh, my God. I can still feel the foot hitting Gillespie's face, bro. Man, Lee came with this right hand like boop and then kicked him with the left to the face, boy. Yeah, high definition though. Body rippled off that. That boy Gillespie was sitting up against the cage with his hands on his lap. Out. (laughs) And then took another shot. Ah. (laughs) Yo, hey, hey, MMA is wild, bruh. MMA is wild. I'm not saying, hey, I'm not laughing at Gillespie, first of all. What I'm saying, though, is like, blood, like the, 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 even though you know it's a fight, there can be like spontaneous violence that trips you out. And that was one of them moments. I was like, yo! So then uh, who else had a good fight that night, but? Till over Gastelum, uh, great fight. I really thought Till was going to win because I feel like he's consistent. He's a good bobber and weaver, and I, a lot of people had Gastelum pick, but I, I was not one of those people. And uh, yeah, I was right. You know what I'm saying? When 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 Till needs to be dangerous and calculating, and he he really knows that he can't afford to lose, he doesn't. He doesn't. So now the BMF fight. Um, what can I say? Epic. Both men showed immense heart. The hype going in was fantastic. Even the hype around him not passing the test and stuff. I thought it was all beautiful, man. And I never believed it, really. You might say, well, why, why don't you believe it? Why, why? I don't believe it, never believed it because Dana never really spoke on it. You know, if he had, looked when Dana's upset with a fighter and they don't reach a goal, like make weight or whatever, Dana does not, pause in clowning people and saying that they're unprofessional, that they suck, that they don't know how to handle business. Like he doesn't, and his silence was the proof that I had that that fight was going to happen. And I'm glad the fight happened. However, and I'm going to get a lot of hate right now. One of the things I've told you before about the UFC that I don't like, and I know they got to sell tickets and stuff, but I know that they push like what I call like frat house, culture, right? Especially when the UFC TV show started. A lot of that like frat house, weird hazing culture kind of popped off and, 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 and it became, you know, the showcasing of honor and all that stuff, it only resonates in that brand when the fighters resonated. So, you know, Habib resonates it the Gracies, when they were in, resonated. Um, different fighters over the years in the UFC have resonated like this thing of discipline and, and respect and and, you know, GSP, right? Resonates it, right? And so I felt that the BMF belt in itself, as much as I understand it's, like hype value undercut the beauty and the spirit of actual martial arts. I thought it undercut the beauty and the spirit of what makes men get in the ring, shut and lock that cage and go all out with their best self. But whatever, it's the BMF. Um, They're the best two to do it. I'm not sure any other card could have been as exciting it was a great fight. It lived up to the hype, even despite the the, the the stoppage, and I'll tell you why. I knew going in that Diaz was not going to go quietly, that you were literally going to have to, like, just be short of actually killing him to make him stop. And that strength also proved to be his weakness. He can take shots going forward. I didn't really, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest Masvidal fan. I haven't watched all of his fights. And what I didn't know when I kept asking was, does he have a chin? Does he have a chin equal to or greater than uh, Diaz? And no, no one could tell me. No one no one seemed to be They were Like, oh, well, you got a chin, but you know, yo, I mean, he has a decent chin, okay? He took some shots, Um that kick early in, I thought was going to end it. It didn't. Um, and, and so and so DS kept coming forward. Shout out to the West Coast. Shout out to the 209. Shout out to the city of Stockton. All the homies in Modesto, series, all of that. You know what I mean? Um, big shouts. And so he brought that spirit into the cage, man. And he fought with it. But the reason, the weakness in it, though, was that he kept taking shots, I believe, with proper head movement and evasion he wouldn't have to take. I felt like he went in there saying, like, I will take whatever shots I need to take to win, and he didn't really realize he could have used his jiu-jitsu and more head movement and footwork to not take shots and still win. I don't think he used enough jujitsu. He should have been using jujitsu the last two minutes of every round. And I know that's a tall order. That's asking a lot. You can't always dictate where it is. But I think it had he used more jujitsu, because look at how frustrated, how frustrated every time... Uh, Diaz was on his back. He 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 was not taking a lot of damage, man. Did y'all see when 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 uh, uh, Masvidal tried to bomb on him with I think his left, and Diaz stopped it with his right foot, Boop, just like put parked that foot right in his bicep so he couldn't hit him. That's what I'm talking about. That's West Coast Jiu-Jitsu right there. You know what I'm saying? That's beautiful, beautiful stuff. And then towards the end, I think it was the end of the second round when Diaz was on his back and he used the knee shield, had his shin going diagonally across Masvidal's uh, chest. And Masvidal was trying to punch him so hard and he was using his elbows, uh, Diaz, his elbows and his hands to not only defend but take shots back at him. Bro, Masvidal was not, um, he was not winning on the ground. I think Diaz should have and could have used more, much more uh, hands and stuff uh, on the ground and use much more jujitsu to tire and or tap out Masvidal. I understand why the judges stopped it. I don't think it should have been stopped. However, even as much as I feel that way, I would rather have it stopped than the doctors and the ref and Dana and his team get it wrong and 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 Diaz have brain damage or like die or anything like that. I think that's you know it's going to be a very long time before we have like a death in the UFC and that's because tapping out is the purpose of the sport. Tapping out keeps you alive and healthy. Tapping out from a choke means you don't get strangled to death. Okay? For real. A lot of people don't know it, but if you hold a choke for a certain amount of seconds, you can make someone urinate on themselves. And if you hold it for a little bit longer, they'll poop themselves. And if you hold it a little bit longer, they'll die. And this is why tapping out is important. Okay? Tapping out keeps people healthy. Tapping out keeps my arm functional. Okay? And so the fact that he stopped the fight, even though... I don't agree with it. They say that he was bleeding out of his ear and that's important to know. Was that a scratch or was that like from damage from getting hit in some way that we can't perceive? So the refs did the right thing. The, the doctor did the right thing. And all it does is set up more hype. Now we get a more hype situation cracking, Right? Now we get a way more hype situation cracking. So, you know, I'm super juiced and I can't wait for the next one. And I think that we'll see a lot more jujitsu and we'll see a lot more impactful uh, striking from Diaz with more head movement and stuff. You know, I really believe that. I really believe that. And so, you know, um, I'm glad it went down the way it did. I think Trump's presence probably inspired a lot of the black fighters. Um, And even if they didn't, it was a great night for all the black fighters. Why are you getting racial, D's? Because I'm getting racial right now. The black man of North America needs a good, solid nod. All right? Good day for the black man in the cage. So you might say to yourself, well, damn, Deez, has the white man ever had a good time in the cage? Oh, for sure. Y'all ever seen Matt Hughes? <laughs> good times. Uh, uh, Jen's Pulver, a.k.a. Little Evil. Good time for the white man in the cage. You hear me? Listen, everybody has their moments. All right. Habib's white. Conor McGregor's white. Good time for the white man in the cage. I'm just saying the black man had a good night. And that should make us all sleep a little bit better. Although for some of you, I'm sure it doesn't. (laughs) Brothers needed to win because Trump was in the building. I don't care what y'all say. I meant it. So anyway, uh, just a quick kind of potpourri hodgepodge, if you will, of uh, reflections quickly before signing off. Um... What have I been listening to? Heavy metal. I know I am the bishop of hip hop. I know. All right? Saying that I listen to heavy metal doesn't mean I don't still love Sean Price. Doesn't mean I I don't, don't still listen to Nas or Public Enemy. You know what I mean? Or A Boogie with the hoodie. You know what I mean? Or Beast Coast. Hmm. Flatbush Zombies, I still listen. But this week I was about heavy metal, man. I was listening to like 80s and 90s metal mixed in with a little like rap metal stuff, you know. So, I was listening to Body Count. I love Body Counts in the House. If I was going to walk out to a fight song, I would play Ice-T and Body Count, Body Counts in the House. For sure. For sure. Um, I was raised, you know, in a house that had jazz in it. And then outside would be like Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath. So I was always ready for hip hop to pop off. And that's why I love rhymes over any beats. Because I listen to everything. Um, I also listen to like Diary of a Madman. I listen to Black Sabbath. I listen to Queen. I listen to bad brains, you know? Uh I have uh, if you go to my Facebook, Bishop Chronicles Facebook, I'm going to post a link to some heavy metal tracks that I put together called Mosh Pit Madness. You can listen to that stuff there. Um and I listen to a lot of lo-fi this week, you know? I I I I'll post that link as well. Uh vibe with your boy. Um I'm not watching anything really. You know, still not watching TV. I'm thinking about getting rid of my Netflix thing. I should stop paying for that because I don't use it. I am about to finally finish I Can Make You Rich by Ramit Sethi. I recommend it. I'm about to re-flip all my stuff, and I want to thank Ramit for making such a great book. I'm sorry it's taking me so long to read this particular book, uh, but the reason I had not really been, you know, reading, guys, is because I, you are listening to A Silver Medalist at the U.S. Open. In Brazilian jiu Jitsu, so I just uh fought as a heavyweight. I only had one opponent, and I lost on points. It was pretty unimpressive i can't lie to you um, My opponent took me down uh using like a, it's like an alternative to a fireman's carry. I let him keep a grip in my collar that I shouldn't have allowed him to do um. And then he stayed in side control, went from side control to neon stomach to mount. He was trying to tap me with an Ezekiel choke. Um, and it didn't work. He tried several times. Some one of them really hurt, but wasn't really a choke, so I didn't tap. Cause I'm an OG, bruh. And unless you make me tap, I'm not tapping, bruh. I'm not tapping just because it's uncomfortable, bruh. You know what I'm saying? And I don't expect the same. And let me be also honest. When you're dealing with jiu-jitsu, there's two ways you win or lose. On points or you get tapped. I come from an era where points don't matter. Tapping does. Also, a week before my match, two weeks before my match, while training uh, jiu-jitsu, I kind of had a light separation of my left shoulder. And it hurt. And I didn't even know if it was going to work. Dr. Pete at... SFGoldman.com gave me an adjustment. He said, Your shoulder's going to stay in place. But I was worried about it. Anyway, essentially, the way I fought, he was on my left side and it was my left arm that was messed up. And so I just kept my arm tight to me and tried to do what I could with my right. It was an unimpressive fight, if I'm being fair. But I didn't get tapped. So I don't care about points. I got my medal. Um, do I feel like a champion or anything like that? Not really. Do I feel like I'm a G of all Gs? Do I feel like the, 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 the South Bay Shogun? Do I feel like the Black Cortez killer? Not really. But, you know, you can't win every match, man. I knew that going in. Um, but I'll tell you what, I worked out a lot. I want to thank Denny Procopos. um, for helping me get ready. If you don't go to Denny's school, you're tripping if you live in and around the city. All right. I got love for all kinds of schools and I'll go roll with anybody at any school at any time. But I come from Heroes Martial Arts in San Jose. Shout out to Gumby, Eastside, Bobby, Chuck. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Shout out to Julius. You know what I'm saying? David. You know what I'm saying? And all of my homies. You know what I mean? That's that's my school, but I always can't get there because there's a distance issue and I ain't got a car right now. So Danny let me come there and train. You know, so uh, I love my family of heroes, but I couldn't get down there. But when I fought, Gumby and the squad was there to watch me fight and coach me. Gumby was calling me. I was calling Gumby, telling him how I'm dieting, how I'm working out. You know, I did a lot of stuff to cut weight. You know, I lost like, Mm, a little more than 10, maybe almost 12 pounds to fight at 208, you know, uh, all of my, all of my, all of my students at Zaytuna College, Daoud, man, Zayd, you know, um, Muhammad, Ibrahim, you guys, man, you know, Abdullah, you guys really helped me stay on point, you know what I mean? Um, Cause they knew that I was hurt and they still helped me train and prepare the best way I could, you know, same with Denny, you know, Denny was showing me amazing stuff, you know, um, and I'm grateful to all of you, you know, and I, and I feel bad, you know, when I came off the mat, um, after losing, uh, I felt bad. I felt like I let you guys down, you know, um, but you know, my boy was like, yo, I don't care about points. You didn't get tapped. Don't trip. You know. Um, the last two times that I competed, you know, I didn't prepare at all. I just went in. I went in because I was trying to make sure that I was still alive. A lot of you know that I've been going through a lot of uh emotional roller coaster type stuff, and I've been able to use jujitsu, use uh, meditation, Stoic philosophy, and all this stuff. Like I know, like I tell you guys about health stuff, and I know I tell you guys about stuff to stay motivated, bro. Listen, a lot of this show is just me trying to stay sane for myself and share what I know works. So I didn't prepare for any of those tournaments that I fought in the last year. I just walked in and fought. Um, I was caught once with a choke. That's rare. Uh, I submitted a guy with a choke and lost on points in between time, you know? And I make no excuses. I went on that mat to feel alive, to know I was still here on this earth with a sense of purpose. And nothing for me makes me feel more alive than stopping another grown man who's capable of trying to stop you from breathing or break one of your limbs. That's where I feel the most presence and peace or some of the times that I feel the most presence and peace. And so I make no excuses for my loss. I salute my opponent for being better on that day. But what I got from this was, you know, I gave, I don't keep my medals. I give my medals away. And um, I gave this second place medal to my parents And my dad was like, why? Why are you giving me your medal? Like, it's yours. You should keep it. And I said, no. You know, when I first started competing again, I gave my bronze to my second oldest daughter. And I told her, I'm giving this to you because you're getting ready to start college. And I want you to know that things won't always go right, but you can still fight and do your best. Then in my next tournament, I got a silver. And I told my youngest daughter, I gave it to her. And I said, you know, Never quit, no matter what the odds. Because even if you don't win, you probably won't lose the way you think you might. So on this one, I gave it to my dad and he was like, why? And I said, you know why? Because you and mom have really looked out for me this last year. And I just want you to know that no matter what happens with me, no matter where I'm at, no matter how frustrated or sad I get about anything that I'm enduring... That no matter what mood I'm in, I'll still fight. So I just want you to know that I want you to keep this as a reminder that no matter what's going on, your son is going to fight from wherever he stands. And that was a cool thing for me and my dad. Um, And I have to say, like, mentally, physically and spiritually, I never was better on the mat, even with the arm the way it was. I was never better, uh, meaning that I was present, I didn't have any anxiety before, I didn't have any anxiety after, you know, um, I cut weight in a responsible way, and I'm going to give you right now a tool that I created to, to cut weight that worked amazingly. I'm going to give you the recipe for a tea called Cloud Scroll Tea. Of course it's my tea. Of course, I made it up. This is my blend after doing my research, and I'm going to give it with you now, okay? Cloud Scroll T. Why do we call it Cloud Scroll T? Because of this. I created a book called The Iron Hook Scroll, Jiu-Jitsu Techniques from the Closed Guard. I created a second book called The Cloud Scroll, which is what I used when people didn't wanna be in the iron hook. They would try to posture up super much and they wanted to be away from me so I said, okay, well, if the iron hook locks them down, I'm going to create ways to lighten them. And this tea will make you lighter. It will help you lose weight. That's what it was built to do. You're going to take an equal parts of tea kuan yin, which is an oolong tea, and green tea. I use a jasmine green in particular. Jasmine green. Um both teas are known to help you lose weight. There was a study done to see which which actually helped you lose more weight, and it turned out that combining the two was the best way. So, uh it's a combination of uh oolong tea and green tea, green jasmine with Siberian rose petals. Now, rose actually helps your mood and it has a lot of antioxidants, okay? And then I put like half a teaspoon of oatmeal. It's just a little bit of oatmeal. I mean, really like half a teaspoon, maybe a whole teaspoon if you want, okay? But the the reason for the oatmeal is that oatmeal is a prebiotic and prebiotics help your probiotics cultivate. A lot of times when when we're taking probiotics, right? We fill our stomach up with probiotics, which is great. But then maybe we have a diet drink, like a Diet Coke, or we have Pepto-Bismol, or, or we have a diet iced tea, or, or we, have, like, we take Prilosec, and we clear our probiotics out, okay? Well, prebiotics, oatmeal is a prebiotic, and it's going to help any probiotics cultivate your gut biome, which cuts down inflammation. I'm about not having inflammation, Right? Okay. And so if you boil that up, put like lemon and raw honey in it to your taste, I barely put more than like, in a pot of eight cups, I put like two tablespoons of honey. I don't put a lot in. It just it just kind of helps accentuate the rose flavor. Such a good tea. I lost a lot of weight on this tea. I drank it like every day and then just drank water every day and just drank water in between, like a liter of water when I wasn't drinking this tea. I lost like 12 pounds, okay? And it tastes great. It's a great tasting tea. Cloud scroll Tea, make some, try some, and enjoy it, okay? And on that note, I am out. Big final shout out to at prideclothing.co on IG. Follow them. They're the ones you see me in that in that Crenshaw Grappling Club from Compton uh, uh, hoodie, They made me that hoodie as a one-off, but they make T-shirts, blue and red, with the Crenshaw grappling from Compton on there. Tribute to Nipsey Hussle. You know, shout out to them for making me that one-of-a-kind hoodie. I love y'all. I'm going to keep repping y'all, and I appreciate y'all. Thanks for the the gear. And also, dream brand gear. But instead of a D, use a J. Dream brand. Jiu-jitsu rules everything around me. For the Ghee and the rash guard, man, and the stickers. Thank y'all. I'm about to uh get my get get my patches on there and I'm gonna start thugging out. I appreciate you, man. Listen, don't forget what I said in the last episode. You gotta think like the Stoics, Memento Mori. Remember death. Understand that today may be your last day. Live to the fullest. Whatever you do. If you win, you win. You win with your crown on. You keep your dignity. If you lose, you lose with your crown on. You keep your dignity. You die with your crown on. That's a hashtag I use. Because I want you to try no matter what the results, no matter what the odds, I want you to try. If you want a new job, go try. You want to go back to school, go try. You want to join jujitsu. You want to join the cheerleading team. You want to be on the hoop team. Right? You wanna start a new diet, a new diet plan. You wanna start working out again. No one can take your dignity. No one can take your dignity. You may lose, you may win, but you die with your crown on. So sometimes when you come onto my feed, you will see a skull with a crown on it. And I don't want you to think that I'm tripping or I'm on some morbidness. All right? That is how I motivate myself to get up and run when I don't want to run. That is how I go to jiu-jitsu when the arm's not feeling good. That is how I look across the mat at my opponent from a state of peace because I can die with my crown on because your opponent may or may not win. But even if they win, they will never remove your dignity. They will never remove or humiliate the spirit in which you stepped on the mat, the spirit in which you stepped onto the hoop court, the spirit in which you came to wrestle, the spirit in which you walked into that job interview. No one can take it from you. This is FarsideTV.com. This is Side Life Radio. You are listening to the Bishop Chronicles. I am Adisa the Bishop. And I will die with my crown on. Know that. Defend the crown. West Coast for life. Teacher, what star is that? Whole thing. You are now listening to the Mission Proudhore. You must to learn. It's my own secret technique. (laughs)